Welcome back to another episode of Around the Grid. My name is Parth, and I'm here joined with my co-host, Raj. Hey, guys. Another week, another race time, this time in Portugal, and I'm just going to say, what a boring race it was. After it wasn't, we- I, don't, I wouldn't say it was boring. It was it was literally just a top three fighting and nothing else, Yeah, nothing too much else. I was just, it felt like after having Imola and such an interesting race in the, ra- in the rain, it, it felt such a step down. But there were some key moments that kind of decided the race, yeah. and we're going to talk about that. As always. But before we talk about that, I just want to thank everyone for the support. Every episode is getting so much love and messages from you. Uh, showing that you guys love it. it. means a lot to us. So thank you for supporting us. And if you guys could do a favor, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help us a ton. Uh, especially when it comes to getting new viewers and getting on charts. And just having more of you listening to us and becoming a bigger community. Um, we would love to interact with you. More of you. So... Let's let's do that. Thank you so much for that. Um, anyways, let's get on with the weekend. We raced in Portugal. I almost said Imola. How do you feel about it? Listen, I what I I didn't watch quality, but when I woke up and I saw my boy Bottas was on pole, I was the first message I sent was just yes. Like you saw that message I in, saw Discord, it in Discord, right? I just I <laughs> that's the only thing I sent that entire like the entire day. Yeah, because I was happy, obviously, and I, I thought I was like, yeah, good pole. And then I saw it was only by seven milliseconds, and then it was at yeah. that moment I knew this guy is not going to win the race. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, there's. <laughs> it felt like he had the pace, but at the same time he didn't have the pace, and it was just he had that one good lap that kind of decided the pole position. Yeah. And as you said, you knew you your boy didn't have the pace. I knew my boys didn't have any pace at all. They had pace, but I knew it wasn't going to be because I felt like Mercedes were really strong this race. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's going to be the story for the rest of the season. It's going to be like, you know, some tracks are geared towards Red Bull and some are geared towards Mercedes. So it's going to be a it's going to yeah, be a yeah. battle. Um, but that's even better. Okay, so for quality, we had we had Bottas on pole. We got Hamilton on second place. Verstappen third place. Perez on fourth and then Sainz was fifth. So you know, top 5 consists of top 3 teams for a couple of years ago. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was Mercedes 1, 2, Red Bull 3, 4. So it was going to be competitive from the start. Yeah. But Russell made it into, almost made it into Q3. He got P11, I think. Yeah, it was good recovery. I mean, he had a really rough, you know, weekend at Emola and definitely got a lot of slack for it. I know you gave him a lot of mm-hmm. slack for it and we well, all did on the podcast, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, But good, good showing from him. And, uh, I mean, same thing with Bottas. I mean, he had a really bad showing. A lot of people were giving him slack for it, too. Not because of it was his fault, but because he had such a bad race in Imola. Like, just the pace wasn't there during the whole weekend. So, mm-hmm. it felt like people were saying that, uh, you know, oh, there goes his seat kind of thing. And, I yeah, mean, yeah. that's still kind of, like, you know, up there. It's still up in the air. Up in the air. Gonna happen with but him. he still had a really good drive. Um, even going to the race, even though he didn't win from pole position, but really good, really good showing. Um, and I think that's what you can expect from Mercedes at this point is consistent showing, especially when Red Bull are so like on their game this season. Yeah, if Mercedes slips up even once, they already had their. I, I look up the the annual bad weekend of Mercedes for every year. I think they already had that weekend. Yeah. So hopefully they're just going to be consistent from now on. Because if they slip up once more, Rebels going to take the lead. I need a couple more of those, actually. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, disappointing performance from Daniel Ricciardo. 
he couldn't get the car out of Q1. That that was really strange. I I guess he's just not feeling comfortable with the car. Yeah, and it's we saw when he went from Red Bull to Renault. Yeah, he took a while to like adapt to it. I think I said it a couple podcasts ago that or episodes ago that he did take a lot of time to get adjusted to the Renault, but when he did, mm-hmm. he was pretty consistent with it. Yeah, so I I think that's what we're seeing here again. Yeah. He's just taking his like baby steps in McLaren, and soon enough he's gonna start running. Yeah, and so, he'll he'll do great after that. He's a great driver. I mean, he's he's one of those really smart drivers. We saw some really good um, the switchback that he did. I forget mm-hmm. who he did it on, but it was really good. We, by the way, uh, we Raj and I and a couple of our friends watched this race together at Raj's house, so it was definitely fun watching. Uh, <laughs> I'd never watched a race actually with friends before with other people so it was definitely an experience and it's definitely way more fun than watching it alone or in a call so yeah it's a lot more fun that way hopefully we can do more of those over the summer um i'm sure we can i'm sure we can find for sure sundays but let's get on with it vettel made it to q3 yeah for i think this was his first q3 appearance since silverstone 2020 so it's been a long time since he's been in q3 that is a lot (laughs) yeah it's all it's been like 9 10 11 months maybe yeah, hopefully so he started. Hopefully, you can see some of that into quality, more of quality uh, results in the future. Mm-hmm. And also, this is the first time Vettel outqualified Stroll, I think. Really? Okay. I think. Okay. I think so. I yeah. think. I think that. I think that's correct. Um, that would make sense, just because Stroll has been performing a bit better with that car. And again, he has mm-hmm. been on the team, you know, a couple of years longer than than Vettel, so he's really familiar yeah. with that, with that team and everything. So, um, makes sense. But yeah, so Vettel started tenth. I think I would, in my mind, I thought Aston Martin would be be doing a lot better at this point. Yeah, I thought they'd be better since from like the from off the bat. I thought they'd be a lot better than how they are right now. But they seem like a bottom midfield team, and they're really struggling with the car. And compared to Racing Point, what they had last year, they're nowhere near what they were last year. It's crazy. It's I don't know. It's funny because like last. In the beginning of the last show, and you know they came out and they were like, "Oh my God, it's a pink Mercedes! Copy the car!" And then, you know, they had good results, but then McLaren still came out on top, and just barely, just barely. But now McLaren's been so consistent with their car, and it's been their slow rise. But teams like Racing Point had that one good year, and it's difficult from them to replicate the same results. Um, again, a lot of the stuff changed, mm-hmm. and I believe. I know Otmar was talking about their low rake philosophy and how that really ruined it for them. But then you yeah, look at the cars like Mercedes who have the same type of, um, how would you call that? Like they're, it's also low rake, right? They have the same design philosophy. Yeah. They're both running low rake, which means that the angle that the car makes from the front suspension to the rear suspension. So a high rake car would be like Red Bull where the rear is a lot higher than the front. But a low rate car like Mercedes would be like where the rear and the front are almost on the same, uh, on almost on the same plane. Right. So and because these new, because of the new regulations, the high rate cars like Red Bull and AlphaTauri, they're getting a big advantage compared to low rate cars, for a bunch of technical reasons that I won't discuss over here. Yeah. But Aston Martin claims that this low rake is designed to bring them back, and Mercedes somewhat agrees. But then we look at Mercedes and they're still fighting for the win. So I don't think Aston Martin has. Is, I don't think Aston Martin can use that rake as a scapegoat for this. Right, right. I agree. Um, that's such a strong showing last year, and they just need to, I guess, figure it out. Um, hopefully, they can do it soon because I do like that, that like that car, and then that you know 
uh, team. So yeah, it'll be good to see them Hope fighting for the for, for you know third or fourth or maybe fifth now with Ferrari being up top. Mm-hmm. All right, the race. Hamilton takes first position. Verstappen right course. behind him, and Bottas in third, and then Perez, and then Norris. And Norris is a name I feel like that is always there, and I love that. He's been really consistent this year. Consistent and consistently, like consistently good. Consistently good, yeah. Top five finishes. Um, I think him, Verstappen, and Hamilton are the only drivers who have consistently finished top five this year. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's among the big leagues. He's now, uh, I guess. third in the drivers' championship. Yeah, he's three or four points ahead of Bottas right now. Yep. It's which is intense. Which, I, that's about. that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hamilton takes pole pos- or takes you know. Um, First position, a lot of the race was decided with, you know, key moments that after that it was just basically done deal, that nothing else was going to yeah. happen. Uh, well, the race started with having a safety car, Kimi. Would you call this Kimi's fault? K- Kimi hits like, I don't think Gio. it's anybody's fault, it just like happened. Okay, it's a racing incident. The slipstream was yeah. so strong behind, so what happened was that Kimi hit Giovinazzi's car from behind and then Kimi's front wing flew off. And that caused a safety car. But Gio was fine. He just kept racing, but Kimi had to retire. Yeah. And that brought out a safety car. I don't think it's anybody's fault. It just, like, happened because the amount of slipstream that Kimi was getting off of Gio was probably unexpected. Because after watching the replay, I, I saw he was just going so fast and probably didn't expect that. So he just hit into the back of Gio. I was surprised, Gio, that's the end of I was surprised Gio didn't get, a, like, a punch a or something. A or something. Yeah. I mean, even if it uh, did, there was a safety car, so he would have been... He probably would have been able to take it back to the pits and uh, at least be in the race. So Verstappen gets ahead on Hamilton on the restart, and but I mean, it didn't last for long. It didn't last for long. Uh, I mean, Mercedes just had so much pace, and even like some of the races, like the fights between Bottas and Verstappen, it felt like Verstappen was so close to him, always within the RS range, but could never yeah, yeah. catch up to for him for such a long time. Yeah. Could never catch up. That spent he spent so like at least twenty twenty five laps just chasing Bottas, but he was not getting anywhere. Uh, so this might be a hot take, okay. but I feel like the only reason Max got ahead of Valtteri was because of Valtteri's bad pit stop. Yeah, he had a three point three second pit stop with, and I mean we all know Red Bulls are so consistent and so fast with their pit stops. He had a two point one, I believe, I or two point three. It was two point three. So he gained. He gained a full second yep. on Bottas from nothing. Yep. And then he had to fight Bottas while Bottas had cold tires, and that just gave him the lead. Wait, why do you think that's a hot take? Because, I don't know, some people might, might just be like, OMG, Bottas sucks. No. I don't know, I've seen a lot of Instagram comments like that, but I feel like the only reason Bottas lost the position was because of the pit stop. No, I don't think that's a hot take. I agree with you on that. I might be okay. hot take for people <laughs> some listening, but I, I agree with you that. It wasn't really Bottas' fault. Um, you know what annoys me? What? Hamilton going on the radio and saying his tires are shot. And oh then putting... God. For the next Bottle, 10 laps... My tires are gone. <laughs> putting fast up, up, fast up, fast up, fast up, fast up. Like, what? How do you do that? It has to be a code or something. 100%. That's what they were talking about. It's like... It's commentators were talking about that. It's a code that it means... If it's shot or if his tires are gone, that means that it's good, it's good, it's good. It just yeah, it was like I don't understand why does he say that and then set five fast laps in a row like I don't, I don't know. know if he's trying to be like humble or he's like trying to make it seem just like a lot closer. 
I don't know. But man. whatever he's doing, he's obviously doing the right thing. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Dude. So, what? <laughs> All right, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what, what we were talking about was that, so, Verstappen gets ahead of Bottas, and then we completely forgot to mention that Hamilton did take the lead. After 20 laps in, he, Bottas gets overtaken by Hamilton, and he just, Bottas could not keep up. He just could not. He got, the gap just kept increasing. And then Mercedes tried to push Bottas to catch up to Max, because uh, but, uh, Max also overtook him. Yeah. But then Bottas had a set, he, he narrowed the gap to 1.2, 1.1 seconds. He was going to overtake Max after the pit stop. Are like towards the end of the race. Yeah. But then he had a sensor issue with the exhaust, and that resulted in a massive loss of power. So he ended up losing three, four seconds per lap until the thing got fixed. And then by that time, it was just too late and he couldn't catch Max. Yeah, but, and then at the end of the race, he pitted to get on soft so he can get the fastest lap, which, which he did, but we'll yeah, talk about that. Um, yeah. Perez, had, Perez was leading the race for, for, for a bit. But More than a bit. It was a long time. It was a long time, but like the way he was leading it was kind of interesting because Perez didn't pit until 60 laps. Or until... He ran the not medium until 60 laps. His mediums were 60 laps old. So it's probably 57, 58 laps. Yeah. And like... Which, I don't get it. I don't know why Red Bull did that. I didn't understand it. I understand them going a bit longer, but I felt like it was too long. Like, maybe wait five, six, seven laps after Mercedes is done pitting, but... They waited almost the entire race. Yeah. And by that time, any overcut, overcut strategy, it's not going to pay off anymore. Yeah, and I was surprised that maybe they just weren't even going for it. But like Perez on softs after he pitted, I thought he would get at least closer to Bottas within maybe 15 seconds or 10 seconds or something. But, but he just, Bottas just kept pulling away. Yeah, he kept pulling away, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if Perez just didn't want to go. Or was it like They were just trying to get points, just get to safety not push it too much or what it is, but... I I don't really understand what they did with him. Yeah, because the strategy for Perez was kind of... At first, what I thought was that... I think we all discussed this at my house, but I thought that they were trying to use Perez to back Hamilton into Verstappen. Right. So that they could... Uh, Verstappen could get ahead and then they can pit Perez. Yeah. But Hamilton just breezed past. Like, there was, n- there was nothing Perez could have done. Bro, you know, the funny thing is... If you guys were watching the race, Hamilton overtakes uh, what's his name? Perez on this main straight, <laughs> and he goes blue flag, blue flag, because he's thinking that Perez is actually like he's lapping Perez. But then his race and engineer t- goes on. He's like, "No, you're racing him. He just hasn't gone in yet." <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you're lapping somebody, or if you're lapping faster than someone by two, three seconds per lap, you would it's not. Yeah. It's reasonable to assume you're going to blue flag them. Yeah. It was just it was just funny the way <laughs> it was. We were all laughing. Blue flag. Like, I would uh, I, I would say it's disrespect, but I think he was just like genuinely confused. Yeah, we thought it was disrespect, but I feel like if you like look into it, it's it makes sense. Um, Alonso had a good good time. Alonso did. He finally finished it. second point second points showing this year, I think. Because he got one point in Imola, now he gets a bunch of a couple of more over here. Yeah. Yeah. He, and he went from 13th to 8th, yeah. which is pretty impressive. He really got really quick at the end of the race. He was like, he like overtook a lot of cars. Like, mm-hmm. It looked like he was kind of back, but we'll see because he's also limited by his car. <laughs> so, I mean, actually, Alpine both had like a, a decent... They both had a pretty good showing. showing. Yeah. Um, Akon was very racy. 
and uh, which was surprising. Alcon got seventh, I think. Yeah, he dropped one, but he he's qualified into sixth and then dropped one to seventh, which is still good points for Alpine, though. Yeah, good, good, good showing. You know, they haven't had really good of a season so far, so it was mm-hmm. great to see them get some points at least. Yeah, they've massively improved from like the past two races to now. Yeah, they're actually scoring points. Maybe they're back to where Renault was. Hopefully, they can fight at the top of the midfield soon. Although I don't want to jinx anything. Nah. They're not going to be there. I'm going to be that okay. ass with you. <laughs> All right, you can say that. I'm not, they're not going to be there. I promise you. Now, if we're talking top of the midfield, we have to mention Daniel Ricciardo and McLaren. Ooh, 16th. Till he went from, he qualified 16th and he goes 9th. Finishes the race 9th. That is insane. That's seven overtakes. That's incredible drive from Daniel. Dude, off the, I, feel like- I think off the start, he made up three places. Did he? I, I did not even notice that. I did I not know that. I think when well. the safety car came in, he was 13th. Or not came in. That's when safety seriously car started. impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he just got more comfortable with the cars like as the race started and, and went on, and that just boosted his confidence, and he just kept going after that. I'm also sure that he, he was he looked very sad when he qualified 16th. Uh, there were some like, videos No, he was around. dead. That's so, definitely heartbroken from that. So I'm sure he was like, okay, I got to show up on Sunday. He has something to prove. And he showed up. <laughs> oh, definitely showed up, yeah. So, I'm surprised he didn't get what driver of the day. Perez, I mean, dude, 60 laps on mediums, come on. Yeah, but he went from 4th to 4th. Daniel went from 16th to 9th. Yeah, like, but still. I, I still. I still think Daniel should have gotten driver of the day, but... I think if Daniel Rick had yeah. gotten from 16th to, like, maybe 7th or 6th, then probably. But I feel but like... But that is such a hard feat to accomplish. It is, it is. And, I mean, only a few drivers have done that. Yeah. So, again, I, I think great drive from him, but on the opposite end, Sainz, who qualified fifth, dropped to 11th. Dropped to 11th. And uh, a few of the. Here we go with the Ferrari team orders. <laughs> yeah, he did, they did have team orders, yeah. But I don't. I don't Sainz finished sixth, right? Or no, 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 not Sainz. Uh, Charles finished sixth. Charles, yes. So Charles had a pretty good race. I don't know what happened with Sainz. I, just, I guess Charles I mean, he was had not more feeling pace it. than him significantly more pace but signs was like, very that, that was a in the huge gap too. in the beginning yeah but i think after, after they went after they went onto the medium tires and the medium tires didn't last them the entire like they, they degraded too quickly yeah. i think because off the start signs just lost all of it because off the start perez had a really bad start and signs at the same time had a really good start mm-hmm. so he overtook him and then norris was there too with them fighting for yeah. what fourth position but eventually they dropped off and perez overtook um uh, overall, I mean, I feel like Sainz is looking good in that car. Um, he had a bad weekend. Just a bad weekend. I wouldn't even say, yeah. I think just bad Sunday. Bad race. Bad yeah, race. Yeah. He looked really good. He's settling in pretty nice, I would say, with that Ferrari. Um, I feel like maybe towards the end of this year, we might see some fighting between Sainz and Leclerc because they're both incredible drivers. They're very ambitious too, both of them. And they don't take shit from <laughs> each other. So, yeah, they. It's gonna be hopefully, fun. we'll see some good battles between Ferrari. But Ferrari and McLaren have been pretty evenly matched this year. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm happy to see that these two uh, racing legend, uh, legendary racing brands are fighting once more. Yeah, that's just it's just good to see in my heart. Yeah, it's just great. Like um, I just can't believe the recovery that McLaren. I know I talk about it all the time. The recovery McLaren did from like two three years ago. Yeah, 2018, 2017, they were like P nine. Yeah. And now, P3. So, again, 
I think a lot of that comes down to Zach Brown and his leadership and, you know, what he's done. Because once he came in... Let's not forget about Andreas Seidel. Yes, that too. Their whole team. Just great people, great leaders. And you can tell them. I think the results speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully next year we can see them fighting for wins. I don't know. Yeah. It's always a possibility. Yeah. Verstappen was going for the fastest lap near the end. As was Bottas. Yeah, so Verstappen was so far behind Hamilton that at that point it didn't make sense to keep fighting him. Yeah. And Bottas was behind Verstappen enough to where there was enough time to overtake. So Bottas pitted, tried to go for a fast slap, and Red Bull picked up on that. Red Bull pitted Verstappen, tried to go for the fast slap with Verstappen. Yeah. And Bottas did get the fastest slap. Verstappen had a faster lap time by 14 milliseconds, I think, but it got deleted because of track limits. <laughs> Because he, he did go super wide at the last corner. Yeah, he did. We, we, saw, we all saw that. I think you said it too when, it, when he did. Cause you yeah, said I was just like, no way. way. I, I, I point at the screen. I was like, no way. Yeah. There's no way. They gave it to him. But I think after that, they, you know, the swords looked at it. And they were like, yeah, track limits. And the funny thing was they were interviewing Verstappen. <laughs> he looked so pissed after the race. <laughs> Dude, like, I was worried he was going to push somebody again. <laughs> I feel like he's grown up a bit from that, but you can definitely still see it. He's, he was he was angry. He was actually him. angry. We saw that in uh, well, in quality. Sometimes, because after the quality, him and Checo were talking, mm-hmm. and the camera was like looking. They were having a conversation. The co- the camera was like looking into their faces, and Max was just not like just like pointing like pull the camera away kind of thing. Like you know, I don't want this right now. So you told him to fuck off. Kind of like that, yeah. So <laughs> I think. Uh, hopefully he's good. He just needs to keep his temper because I always get scared that he's going to do something. <laughs> I feel like he's matured enough yeah, at this point. He is. He is. Um, Hamilton so still we've needs... Had, go, go. What I'll say is that we have, we've had three races so far. Mercedes has had the fastest lap for every race. Just keep that in mind. And Bottas has had two of the fastest laps out of three races. Just interesting statistic. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what you're trying to get, get at. I don't know if you're trying to hit a nerve on Maybe, me or what. I'm just trying to intimidate you. I'm not intimidated, baby. I got Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Yeah, I'm I good. got Mr. Lewis Hamilton and the championship lead. See, I'm worried about Lewis Hamilton, but I'm not worried about Bottas too much. Yeah, I'm not worried about Perez, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I mean, neither, actually. I just Max and Lewis, to be honest. This is such slander. I hate it, but like, I it know, is what it is. I know. It just it, it is what it is. I mean, but they're both generational talents. Like, whoa, Yeah, for sure. You, how can you find that? <laughs> You can't. They're, just, they're, in, they're in their own league. It's just insane. Like, number one, number two driver in the entire Formula One grid, it's Hamilton for step. So, like, and number three is so far off, they're just not really this competition right now. I, you know, if you guys follow our Instagram, I had a grade F1. We've been kind of doing historical, like, posts, and I write those. And just reading back on, like, Formula One and the past stuff that, you know, even Hamilton has done, it's kind of insane to think about. He's had a really good career. And like incredible career, yeah. It just the way he has done and got there, it's just incredible. I mean, let's not forget him. he beat Fernando Alonso in the same car when Hamilton was his, what was in his rookie year. Yeah, that just baffles me. That's so just much. like, oh my god, I don't. This guy's that he's incredible. Me. Yeah, and Verstappen, you can definitely see that just because he has so much time. Yeah, he's he's a young guy. He has a lot of time ahead of him in his career. Yeah. Anyways, three races down. Hamilton still leads, and it's getting even, you know, he's extending his lead. Yeah, it was one point, he was up by one point, 
at the end of Emola, and now Hamilton's up by eight points. That's what I'm worried about now. Yeah, and perhaps what you should be more worried about is Mercedes is as ahead of Red Bull by 18 points now. Yeah. I believe out of Imola, it was seven. Now it's at 18. Yeah. Yeah. You better get that blue dye ready. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Dude. How does he even... Oh my god, come on. I need Max to go super max. Yeah, yep. It'll happen at some point, but... I don't know if you guys remember or not, but me and Part did make a bet. Just to remind you guys, if Mercedes wins the chi- if Mercedes wins the world championship, Part has to dye his hair blue. And if Red Bull wins the world championship, I have to dye my hair silver. <laughs> so <laughs> stay tuned for the end of the season because we're gonna we're gonna be we're, we're gonna fall through on that bet for sure. Hundred um, percent. You know, uh, through all of this banter that we're having right now, I just keep in mind what what Christian Horner said after what did the he race. Say? He said. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So I'm going to trust him. Well, if we're talking about a marathon, then Mercedes still has better race pace than Red Bull. No. <laughs> Bro. What? You may have, you won yourself the said it. You may have won the battle at Portugal. I just smell it. I'm slamming my desk. I'm so sorry if you heard that on the, the audio. <laughs> I just... You may have won the battle at Portugal, but it's not over yet. You still got like... 18 more races. 17. Yeah, but he was talking about a sprint, and sprint is qualifying. Nah, I'm not talking about the sprint, like the... the sprint. Yeah, I know. I was making a metaphor, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I thought... But that's what I thought at, the, at first, Stupid but then I wasn't sure. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no. Oh, sprint is qualifying now, because I totally forgot to mention this. I was going to say that at the start. Formula is introducing a new qualifying format for three races this year. Do we know which race? It's called... I, we know two. We okay. know one is Silverstone, one is Imola. Or not Imola. Monza. Uh, Monza. Monza. Yeah. Okay, explain so it. How, how it works is that we have free practice one on Friday, just like normal. I think it's 60 minutes. And then we have qualifying right after. Which is insane. So qualifying sets the grid for sprint for the sprint race that happens on Saturday. So Saturday starts with FP2, and then we have the sprint race. The sprint race is one-third the distance of a normal Formula 1 race. So it's 100 kilometers instead of 300 kilometers. And then the ending order of the sprint race will set the starting grid for Sunday's Grand Prix. Did that make sense? It did. It did to me. Okay. Hopefully it did to you guys. <laughs> I think you did a we pretty can... good job explaining it. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you're yes. welcome. I'll so help they're, you they're, they're doing this. They're, they're doing this to maybe just try something new, introduce a new format, bring something fresh to Formula 1, and if it works, it works, and they're probably going to keep it. If it doesn't work and the fans don't like it, they'll scrap it. They're just trying something new for once, and I, I can't fault them for that. A lot of the critiques were that Sundays are so special because of the race, and yeah, Sprint yeah. uh, kind of takes that away, but I mean, they're only trying for three races. I think it's worth it. And f- they made sure to not call the, the Saturday race a race. They're calling it sprint qualifying. They made very sure to yeah. not call it a race. Yeah. So, I think it's worth trying. I mean, we'll see how it is. Um, I think we'll be watching Silverstone together as well. Yeah. So Ideally, yeah. Uh, I also wanted to... I mean, we're kind of done with the race, but I wanted to bring up the point that we forgot to talk about last Emma that there's gonna be, they're going to be racing in Miami for the next 10 years. They, 10 years? Yeah, it's a 10-year contract. Oh, I did not know it was 10. I thought it was five years. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Okay. Sure it's a 10-year contract. Okay. So, we're planning on going to Miami as a group. So, maybe Ew. we see some of you there. I don't know. It could be, could be a possibility. Yeah. 
uh, we're, we should do like I was thinking about this. I, I didn't even tell you, but like a like a live episode there. So like uh, in the hotel room, we'll talk. Oh, about you're right. Yeah, our like weekend, Instagram live. what we did. Maybe we'll some. Yeah, that that would be <laughs> that would be so fun. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll make some content, like like video content. Um, I don't know. It'll be. I think it'll be a fun weekend. All right. So switching gears next weekend, we're gonna be racing in Barcelona in Spain. This is usually where Formula One preseason testing occurs, but as we know, it occurred in Bahrain this year. It's been a part of the F1 calendar since 1991, and this year we're seeing some track layout changes, which would ideally spice up a normally uneventful race. Last year, Hamilton got pole and won the race from there, making a Mercedes 1-2 for the finish. So that's all for today, guys. It was a quick episode, but I really hope you all enjoyed the episode and the race that we just had. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AroundTheGridF1 and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And we will see you after the next race in Barcelona. Bye, guys.